Hey, welcome to Catching Up with Property. I'm Scott Yip, and we have Pauline today. Hi. In this episode, we're going to be talking about my journey going from lender to broker. So I know, Scott, you have had a colourful history in banking, lending, pretty much everything in between. So tell everyone now, what are you doing? What is Scott Yip doing in 2023? In 2023, yes. Bit of a colourful career, predominantly mainly in banking and lending. Did venture out and do my own little online business type of thing. But in 2023, I've decided to take the leap from lender to broker. And I've just launched Yippie Finance. Uh, So, wait, wait, wait. You quit your job. Yes. You quit your banking job. When? In May this year. Wow. 2023. And we've just launched Yippie Finance. Amazing. Yeah. So EP Finance is there to help all our clients and all our customers and future clients and customers in terms of their property journey. Yeah. So it's your first home, your investment portfolio, or wanting to buy non-traditional assets. Yeah. We're here to help. And why did you decide to go into the mortgage brokerage? Yeah. So good question. As a lender, when you're working for one bank, you're prescribed, you're pretty much given rules based on that one lender's risk profile. So they, they will tell you, hey, you can do XYZ, ABC, uh, you can lend to this person or not that person, or you can lend to these people in these conditions. And that's one lender. And what I found was working with the one lender, you'd probably have a good amount of customers that maybe didn't fit that risk profile of that lender. So going out as a broker, as a broker, you have a panel of lenders. So with the panel of lenders, each lender has a different risk profile, has different rules, has different risk tolerance. So where one lender may not accept a situation and Mm -hmm. another lender may accept it. The other thing why I've decided to go from lender to broker is with that risk tolerance, different lenders will have different borrowing and risk appetite. So for example, lender A may want to lend you 300000 Lender B may want to lend you 350000 And lender C may want to lend you 400000 mm-hmm. So depending on the client's scenario and the customer's situation, you know, would have to fill that out. And you've obviously used all your industry knowledge from how many banks have you worked at now in your career? Three, three in total. So yep. predominantly St. George at the beginning of my banking career. Yeah. And then uh, took 12 years there. So call center, private bank, relationship manager. And I took maybe about a three or four year break and then jumped back into banking and lending. Work for a small bank called Australian Military Bank, where they predominantly obviously look after our defense personnel, special benefits for defense benefit Mm -hmm. uh, personnel as well. And then jump back into one of the majors with Westpac. So UP Finance, tell us more about how you started the company as of two months old, one month old? Three three months. Yeah. Yeah. So it started in, uh, so I resigned in May, 2023. Uh, and the last three months has really just bring the that to fruition. For those at home probably thinking, oh, you know, everybody can be a broker. There's a few levels before you can become a broker, even coming from as a lender, somebody with experience mm. and who has their own uh, lending authority. Uh, Westpac gave me my own lending authority to certain clients. Yeah, There's still a number of things we need to do. So one would be accreditation, qualification, and then also registration. So a bit of a journey in the last three months. And then you've got your brand marketing, bringing that to life as well. Tell us what type of scenarios can you help as 
a mortgage broker? As a mortgage broker, it's quite wide and deep in terms of what we can do. Uh, usually we maybe break that down into three sections. So the first one is your loan. So think of uh, first home buyers, refinances, investment property and investment strategy. So mm-hmm. if you're wanting to build that portfolio, it's really to get your finance broker on board so they can help you map out the next two or three properties you're wanting to acquire. The second one is really thinking about asset types. So typically when you're buying property, you are thinking about Houses, apartments. Correct. Townhouses, townhouses, villas. But in actual fact, property is a little bit more wider than that. Mm -hmm. So you have, think of units. So not just one unit, but maybe a flat. So maybe Art Deco unit has Mm -hmm. four units in it or six units. That's something a broker can help. Some lenders may not accept it, but there are other lenders that will accept that type of security. Uh, Think of boarding houses, high yield, okay, but also a lot of lenders may not accept it. And there's probably a handful out there that will accept that type of security and investment type. Think of shop top, so shop at the bottom, housing at the the top. Mm -hmm. Think about commercial warehouses, industrial properties, uh, office buildings. Um, So these are what you call... Non-traditional. <coughs> Non-traditional assets. assets. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're kind of traditional, but they're not mainstream yeah. uh, when you're thinking about lending, right? Yeah. Or building your property portfolio. And you might get to that point where you want one of these assets. And just off the top of my head, maybe think about NDIS. You know, there's a lot of talk about NDIS. So NDIS properties also produce a very, very high yield at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's asset. And then the third one is probably you know, uh, your structure. So, you know, if you're buying a property, it could be in your name or in your partner's name or you and your partner's name or it could be you and your mum and dad's name. So, that's personal name. Yeah. But there's also other structures. So, predominantly, you're looking at company, trusts, uh, and the last one, self-managed super funds. So, people may want to purchase in a self-managed super fund. Again, mainstream lenders may not have that product. In the past, they did. They removed those products and there's probably some lenders out there that would help you with a self-managed super fund in terms of lending to acquire property and also the ability to maybe acquire commercial property in your self-managed super fund. So they're the three... Main scenarios. Yeah. That's great. Back to how you can help. Uh, with your new business, how can you help business owners with um, getting home loans now that you've kind of explained to us about the three different scenarios? Look, business owners is, I would consider them almost like the lifeblood of Australia. You know, yeah. I think the stats is like 92% of Australia is made up of small businesses. Mm-hmm. And typically, if you know any small business owner, most of them are time poor, working long hours in their yeah. business, uh, trying to create a great lifestyle for their family. Mm-hmm. Hustling hard. Hustling hard. And when they need to borrow money, typically you need to show your financials. Payslip. Tax returns, yeah. that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Your company tax returns, we need to see what you're profiting, what you're making, what you pay yourself, that type of stuff. And if you went to a mainstream bank, typically you need to use financials to use tax returns. Other lenders may have alternate ways of um, assessing that income or verifying that income rather, which may be a lot more easier. So typically in the industry, there is full doc. That's when we're asking for all your documentation, all your self-employed and tax returns. Everyone knows about low doc if you're in business, but there's another version called alt doc, which means where a lender is asking for alternate verification methods. And some of those could be 
just simply your bank statements yeah. plus an accountant's letter signed and that can verify your business income. So in terms of business owners, that usually is an easier option. Obviously, there's risk and reward, different ways of assessing different interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. I personally did not know that. Full doc, old doc. (laughs) So I've noticed, and I'm sure your listeners have noticed as well, that you keep on using the word lender, not banks. So can you give us your opinion on that? I like it. I like the word lender. Yeah. Let's... Less scary than the word bank. Bank. So traditionally, you you know, if you, if you wanted to get your loan, you'd mm-hmm. go to your bank. And so everybody would say, I got my loan with my bank. Yeah. But coming into the, stepping into the broker side of things, we have bank lenders. And then we also have another section, which is non-bank lenders, right? So they're not banks, but they just lend. They've got the funds mm-hmm. and they just do lending only. And they have different risk appetites as well. So lender is probably more universal rather than banks. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So how can UP Finance help the whole process, like make it easier for someone like me, for example, with, you know, not a lot of knowledge about banks or lending, full docs, alt docs. How can you make it easier for someone like me and the rest of your listeners? Yeah, well, look, it's very simple. So we start off with a phone call, Mm -hmm. understand you, understand what you're wanting to do first, what your goals are, short, medium, long-term goals. And then we go into, hey, what are your options? Yeah. Um, And that's the easiest way to go into it rather than, hey, give me all your your stuff and then we'll assess it and then I can tell you what you can do. I reverse engineer it for you. Okay. Yeah. That does sound easy. So you do all the research. For the right home loans or lenders loans, Correct. you do all of that. Correct. So once we get enough information from you, we'll be able to um, assess and take a look at uh, which lenders are available to you for your purpose. Uh, but part of that is if you are thinking about a property portfolio, it's also important to think about your strategy. So you don't want to blow out all your borrowing power in your first property, right? So we want to strategize for that. Yeah. Yeah. Future proof. Correct. So... If I'm a customer now, I'm interested, you have sold it to me and I email you at UP Finance, Scott at UP Finance, tell me how you would start the process of helping me obtain a loan for my traditional asset or non-traditional asset. Like tell everyone how the process would look like. Like do you charge me a fee straight off the bat or are you free? The first thing is (laughs) I'm free. (laughs) Some brokers would charge a fee. Uh, I I don't charge a fee uh, for it, uh, for your research and mapping out as well. Yeah. Um, The process, what it would look like is uh, we triage that for you uh, in that process. So one, how much can you borrow? We figure out how much you can borrow. Mm -hmm which lenders will lend you the amount. So basically, which lenders will lend you that amount, the asset you're wanting to buy, which lenders will lend for that particular asset, and three, which lenders will accept the structure you're wanting to borrow in. Yep. Yeah. And then you also explain the risks and the pros and cons. Yes. Before, because obviously I have to make the final decision. 100%. So typically the, you know, would go through a first phone call, if you're feeling okay, then you complete an application, you supply some documents for us to assess. Uh, Once we assess it, we kind of give you an option 
a number of options of lenders. We'll explain to you those lenders, the goods, the bads, uh, points of those lenders, and then you'll choose. If you'll choose one of those lenders, if you're happy with to proceed, then we go ahead and submit with that particular lender. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You make it sound so simple. I can't believe you're free. Oh, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of lending, you know, you people come to you and people think it's just one dimensional, like, I'm here for this problem and solve this problem. And you probably hear it a lot. What I'm saying is strategy, strategy, strategy is because a lot of people come to you with this one problem. I need to buy this house now. I need to buy my first home now. And then you ask them, well, what do you want to do next? And they say, hey, I want to buy an investment. And people think very one dimensional, like I need to do this and this is it. Whereas I feel like EP Finance is more multi-dimensional we kind of think about your strategy or you for someone who like me again who don't even have a strategy you can actually get them to think outside the box of correct the traditional i want this you can provide me with a service end of service yeah that's so right. up finance in a way can follow you throughout uh follow through a customer's entire property journey you know not just buy one property that's it 100 percent now on the head and then the other thing is, you know, Yippie Finance, the name Yippie Finance, you're probably saying, yeah, Scott, yip, Yippie. Um, but I also feel like, uh, you know, we need to celebrate yeah. our milestones. Being a, in, a, in a bank, you know, I feel like we don't really celebrate those minor milestones, whether that be, you know, saving your first deposit, buying your first home. You know, those are exciting moments, you know, buying your first investment yeah, or doing you. your first knockdown rebuild. They're massive Taking milestones and I feel court. like we nearly cel- celebrate that. <laughs> yeah. And that's why yippee. Yeah. Yippee. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Scott and my friend Pauline here. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for watching, catching up with property uh, and listening to my journey going from lender to broker. Stay tuned for the next episode. Mm-hmm.